Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast, episode two. Before we get started, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down, and you can write us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Welcome to episode two, No Toes Down. We got a lot to get through today. Uh, I think we know that not all of it's good based on what happened in game one, but uh, hopefully we can keep your spirits up and uh, we got a lot of fun things to talk about as well. Yeah. So so first we're going to start with the game recap. Nicole, game one, Jags, how you feeling? Um, I didn't even watch it, to be honest. And You're not I, supposed to tell them that. Oh, I'm being honest. I'm just going to come straight, you know, with you guys. But it was... I felt the frustration because you just kept yelling at the TV and that was just like, oh, okay, nothing has changed. Jaguar's still jagging, huh? Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about some of the big things. Um, first off, big dick Nick. Uh, first big play, goes down, throws a touchdown to DJ, DJ Chark. Broken collarbone on the same play. This is life as a Jags fan. In a nutshell. Yeah, as expected. I mean, what is it? He has a broken clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah, so that's like this bone. For those who aren't here, I'm showing Trevor what a clavicle actually is. I think she pointed to the right spot, so that's good. Uh, But yeah, news came out later today. He is out until week 10, so that means he's missing the first nine games of the season. Um, Not ideal because the Jaguars just paid him $88 million for four years, $22 million a year. 50 million guaranteed. The offense was all based around him, and now he's gone. Yeah, that's not good. But the only silver lining is the backup, Gardner Minshew, uh, came in and lit it up. And hopefully, it wasn't a uh, one game wonder, but that was impressive. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. The second thing I want to bring up is so frustrating. I can't stand it, Nicole. I'm sure you heard me yelling at the TV. <laughs> Penalties. And stupid penalties. First of all, Miles Jack punches someone. So you know how we had the punch tracker for Leonard Fournette? We need to switch that because Miles Jack punched someone in the back of the helmet. I don't understand why you'd punch someone in the helmet. You'd probably break your hand, but he did it. Uh, And then he had to be held back by his teammates and coaches. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that in the highlights. Like he wanted to go back again after they made the ruling off like the field. And he got kicked out, yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so um, sorry for the misleading punch tracer, guys, but Miles Jack, first punch of the year. And as a captain, you can't do that. But sorry, go ahead. I think this means that they need some form of meditation before each (laughs) game. I think it's important um, because clearly they're going in with hot heads and just not being able to calm themselves down. And we'll talk about the impact that could have on us candle sales later (laughs) on, too. Um, and then later, Ronnie Harrison, uh, a taunting penalty when you're losing by 10 and getting crushed all game long. This guy gave up the first touchdown for being in the wrong place and making the wrong play. And then the Jaguars stopped the Chiefs on third down later in the game. I think they were up 23, down 23-13. They get off the field on third down, and Ronnie Harrison gets called for taunting, and he didn't even make the play. It's like, Dude, you haven't even done anything yet. I'm not sure what you're trying to do and what you're trying to prove, but it's the penalty. The Chiefs get the ball back. Touchdown. Game's over. <sighs> Young Bucks. It's just 
Brutal. Brutal. Um, the defense, they're supposed to be amazing. Horrible. Let me give you some good stats. Zero sacks, zero interceptions, zero everything. Oh, actually, they probably had like 20 missed tackles. That's not a good thing. I know you know that, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I know what that means. Um, so same stuff as last year. Like guys running wide open, nobody within 10, 15 yards of them, and they're gone. And that's just and that's just backbreaking. This is supposed to be a, a defense that's supposed to kind of be one of the best units, if not the best unit in the NFL. And they just gave up 40 points. Granted, it was the Chiefs, best offense in the league, but they were down players. They made Sammy Watkins look like a Hall of Famer, and he is not that. He is not that. He's been on many teams because he's very underwhelming. So that was that was not too good. Um, and then last, Gardner Minshew and the receivers look good. What's your first impression on Gardner Minshew, the backup? I actually want to be like, yeah, don't mess with the Minshew. <laughs> and, you know, there's a bit of hesitation there only because I don't know if he was performing so well because there was a lack of pressure to perform. Um, therefore he had good passes because then you don't really know how he's going to act when the pressure is actually on. Right. Yeah. He wasn't in, he was kind of in a no lose situation. Your franchise quarterback gets hurt and expectations are so low, but you got to give him a lot of credit. He kept the team in the game. He completed his first 13 passes, which is not easy. He ended up throwing a couple touchdowns, only three incompletions, 22 out of 25. That's a big deal. And some of the young receivers worked well with him. So Maybe that gives us a sliver of hope for the for the ongoing season. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, not the ideal start, obviously, losing your quarterback. But, hey, maybe this guy can surprise everyone. You know, I mean, he's got, what, 10 weeks to impress everyone. So maybe he might not feel like there's too much pressure. He might feel, you know, I got 10 games. I can have fun with this and, you know, just really, really perform or I don't know. You know, it's always uncertain with the Jags. And, and rookie quarterbacks. Um, that brings us into our uh, second segment, though. Um, new, we didn't have any from week one because there were no games to review. But we have a segment we're going to um, go with week by week called What Did They Mean? We're going to review post-game comments. We're going to um, look at some quotes that some of the players and coaches said. And knowing that's what they said... We don't know what they actually meant, so we're going to give our best bet and best thought on what they actually meant because, you know, we don't we don't always say exactly what we mean. Sometimes we have to be politically correct. So um, the first one is actually Gardner Minshew, and I'm going to ask Nicole. This wasn't an interview, but on Instagram after the game, Gardner posted, I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't dance unless I hear some music. I will not be intimidated. That's just the way it is. Hashtag let's go to work. What are your thoughts? What do you think Gardner's thinking there? Is he asking for more money? Because, I mean, it sounds better than release me on Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, thinking he wants to be cast in a movie now because, you know, rookie quarterback, you know. Sweet mustache. Yeah. Oh, my God. The mustache. <laughs> let's not even go there. I mean. He references an itch, so maybe it's for acting and singing. So it could be a musical. Oh, my God, a musical movie. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not that and he's talking about football, <laughs> but 
to each his own. I think he's just saying, hey, I'm ready for this. I'm, I've been through a lot. His career has been very uncertain. He's been on a lot of teams. So I think he's saying, hey, this is my opportunity. I'm going to take advantage of it. But another thing I did see when I did watch the interview, did you watch his interview at all? No, I did not. No? Okay, well, he's a sixth round pick rookie, probably not making that much money um, relatively. Uh, and he shows up in the post-game interview and you can tell he was a sixth round rookie without money. He had an unbuttoned Jags polo that had more wrinkles than like a hundred year old man. It was terrible. It was unbuttoned. It looked so sloppy. I don't even know if it was his. It didn't look like it was his oh size. My God. I feel like the PR team was like, Oh, Gardner, they want to interview you here. Put this Jaguars shirt on and, and go talk nice. And it looked hilarious, but uh, maybe we'll post a photo of that later. Okay. For this, for the next one, you're going to ask me. All right. So when Doug Marone was asked if Nick Foles is about Nick Foles' spirits, um, he said, I mean, it's tough. I feel bad for him. I don't know. Am I? I'm sorry. I really am apologizing. I do know what I'm supposed to do. Is there a question? <laughs> so I watched this one and he was just frustrated. The guy was like, what do you think? Or, you know, what's Nick Foles' spirit like? And he's just like, why are you even asking me this right now? Of course it's bad. He's like, please don't, don't ask me this. I'm, I'm fed up. Like we just lost our quarterback. This is a stupid question. So he was just like trying to be polite. And at the end, he's just like, I'm sorry. I don't even know. Is there even a question? And then he just went on to the next one like that. So I think he was just like, please just get out of my face. We're not happy about it. Let's move on. I think Doug just really needs a hug, to be honest, because that's what it's Hugs for like. Doug? Oh, hugs for Doug. All right. That's a new hashtag, guys. Yeah. What else did Doug say? He's going to need a lot of hugs. <laughs> so when Doug Marone was asked about losing Nick Foles after not playing the starter in preseason, he said, you know what I'm going to say, right? Shit happens. What are you going to do? You got to lead. You know, it's easy to say, woe is me and all that shit. I'm fired up at the challenge. I actually really like that response. Um, the question was saying like, hey, you guys were so cautious, so guys wouldn't get hurt all, all preseason. And then in the first quarter, your main guy gets hurt. Like, And he's probably just saying like, yeah, like what the hell? Can't catch a break. But then he turns it around and says, hey, it's on me. I want to lead this team. We're not giving up. I'm ready to go. So let's keep going and they can follow me. And I appreciated that honesty and that like drive. So hopefully the players can follow that. It worked two years ago. It didn't work last year. So let's see what happens. Yeah. So basically that is hashtag very tight hugs for Doug. <laughs> I like that. We might have to, to add that. Um, okay. And the last one, uh, Nick Foles, when asked about his injury compared to the same injury he had in 2014, it was worse than 2014, but I'm optimistic it will heal quicker. I shook my head at that one. What are your thoughts? Nick, 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 seriously, do you have a medical degree that we're not aware of? So wait, has he had a broken clavicle before or is yeah. he just comparing it to an older? Like... No, no, he had the broken clavicle before on the same side, but he's saying this one's worse, but he thinks it'll heal faster. I don't understand. He's full of optimism. I guess it's a good thing when you're Jaguars, like quarterback. You need that. <laughs> you need lots of it. Okay, Nicole. After week one, pretty rough outing. Fans sitting in greater than 100 degree weather, scorching sun. 
watching their team get smoked. Your only experience at a Jags game was very, very similar to that. How do you think the pulse of the fan base is right now? Well, last week I did reference the promised land in Moses. And for those of you who don't know the story of Moses, please feel free to hit up Google. The general gist of it is that he leads the Israelites out of Egypt in search of the promised land, basically just a place for them to call home. Spoiler alert, they don't find one until 40 years later roaming around the desert, hungry at times and probably miserable. And, you know, Moses dies before they even find one. So now I compare this to being a Jags fan because I haven't known about this team long. But the constant frustrations I feel by default, because, you know, Trevor is the legit fan here, almost feels like an assault after a while. So not everyone is capable of having that faith to roam a desert for 40 years. And this game must have felt like Moses getting hurt and you're still out in the desert with temperature in the stadium that probably made it feel like it was an actual desert. So are you predicting that the Jaguars won't be good (laughs) until 2059? saying that do not read into this as like a prediction it's just you know i'm trying to relate that feeling to non-jags fans so they can say oh that's what it feels like because i know jags fully understand what i'm saying right now but i mean it's it's devastating but it's also very familiar it's like oh darkness you're back Want to hang out and watch an episode of The Good Place? Cool, cool, cool. Here's a smoothie I made for you. Best buds. You know, the real fans know the heartache. Like, this isn't new to you. You're not Pat fans. You have a heart that can take a beating and keep going. You all have high, high hopes for a living. So it's making us stronger, these rough outings day after day, year after year? Yeah, absolutely. The real fans aren't going to go anywhere. I don't think they will anyway. Um, They're frustrated but it's a feeling they're familiar with. They've been through this before and I'm hoping it gets better. You know, who knows? Maybe Minshew is going to turn it around for everyone and shock us all. But yeah, keep the faith going strong, guys. My faith continues to be strong. Is yours? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, That's the pulse of the Jaguars fan base after week one, according to Nicole. We'll see where we're at next week. Hopefully it's better than being injured in the desert. That is not a good feeling. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's review last week's predictions. Um, I had three. You had three. So we'll start with mine. Okay. My first one was Leonard Fournette would have a breakout season. We talked about last year being pretty bad. Um, He didn't get a lot of opportunities. It's a bit of a mixed bag. He ran the ball well. Um, he ran for 60 something yards on 11 carries or something like that. That is good. Okay. Those numbers mean good. I'm telling you that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but he also fumbled the ball, which kind of changed the dynamic of the game and gave the chiefs the opportunity to really put the game away. So that one hurt. I can't get too mad at him about that. It's his first fumble ever in the NFL that he's lost. So uh, that's just kind of bad luck. And that's kind of Jags being Jags, I guess. Um, but so far I would say the results are pretty decent. What are your thoughts on Leonard? I agree. Okay, good. I like that. <laughs> I like when we agree. Uh, second, I said the defense would lead the league in sacks 
so far they are tied in last or maybe in last by themselves with zero. I know they're in last. That's for sure. Zero. Uh, so that prediction is looking pretty terrible through one week, but Hey, we got 15 left. Uh, and my third prediction was that they'll beat the Titans in week three. Um, Titans looked really good this week. They beat the Browns in Cleveland and everyone thought Cleveland was the the new team to, to beat in the FC North and uh, the Titans wrecked them. So they're looking much better than the Jags so far. And uh, that prediction doesn't look good, but hey, it's a week to week business, right? Any exactly. given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday. Or Thursday. That needs to be on a shirt. That's a slogan from Any Given Sunday, the movie with Jamie Foxx. Uh, I have not seen that, uh, clearly. Well, we'll watch that when we get home. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, that prediction can still hold true. And we'll, we will review that prediction when the Jaguars play the Titans uh, in about a week and a half. All right, Nicole, your predictions. How so, do you think? My predictions were related to the fans sticking with the team. Um, At this point, it's more like, hello, darkness, my old friend, which is, you know, the usual. Um, Ramsey trash talking. I said it was going to be at an all-time high. Probably not this week because he's probably still gathering his thoughts based on the new injury that they have and... The fact that he had his first career fumble, so that's something definitely, you know, you want to bid your time and not go out there and just trash talk. It's not the right time. Yeah. Um, and in regards to candle sales for Miles, can someone just get him to tweet us at No Toes Down <laughs> and let us know how he's doing with those candles? Because I think they got to be good, no? No? Well, um. I would say they were probably doing well after he got his big contract and became named became a captain of the Jaguars for the first time. But then he got in a fight and punched someone. Um, people who like candles is usually about serenity and calmness, and it's a, it's like almost very peaceful, right? Miles did not display any of those things, and the people who are trying to buy candles probably are not impressed. Miles needs to go home and calm down and make more candles. Also bring some to the team when you guys all meditate before a game. It's clearly needed. Yeah, Miles, take some of that advice. I think it's going to help. And then what do you think about the Jalen Ramsey trash talk? Oh, I already mentioned that. He's not going to trash talk. Oh, I missed that? Yeah, you missed that. I just said. What the heck was I listening to? I said Ramsey trash talk. He's gathering his thoughts. Okay, so we can cut it there. Good. Okay, well, those are the predictions of the past, and we will review those when uh, when applicable. Um, I have a prediction for next week. Ooh, okay, let's hear it. So if, and it's a big if, if Gardner Minshew can actually lead this team to a victory in Houston next week, he is going to become a, a Jaguars cult hero. The mustache, the name, the nobody knows them factor, uh, the whole mentality brings, um, think there's a chance that one big win in Houston and people are going to be like, Oh, let's trade Nick Foles. We got Gardner Minshew and people are going to love him. And there's going to be Minshew shirts and there's going to be Minshew puns out there. It's going to be amazing. But that's just after one game. You think one game can make that much of an impact? If Minshew has a big game and that's two good games in a row, we're going to see like, you remember the, the shirt that Eddie has. I like Bortles. 
Oh yeah. There's going to be some Minshew shirts that are hilarious. Oh yeah, like totally. You could totally do a little jump on the bandwagon of don't mess with the Minshew. Oh yeah. No, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's many puns. Of, and, and his first name is Gardner. I think you could do something like that. Don't mess with the Gardner snake. No, Be careful about that though. In Toronto, the Gardner is actually a highway. Oh yeah. And we won't <laughs> refer to that. <laughs> Um, all right. And I don't think Nicole has any predictions cause she doesn't really know what's going on. So we'll go to her favorite segment and the segment that has been making waves across the country, Canada, that is not the U S um, that we're aware of that we we're aware of email us, email us if there is yes. No toes down at gmail.com. Um, we had a listener tell us that she was so inspired by your, your prediction on the, what would Blake do segment? that she went and watched 13 episodes of Gossip Girl. That is awesome. On the weekend, 13 in one weekend. Oh, yeah, like binge watch that. You can do it. I still haven't seen an episode, and I probably won't, but shout out to that listener um, and for telling us. So we appreciate it. So what would Blake do, episode two? Yeah. What do you think Blake would have done, Nicole, if he came in to back up Nick Foles in that first quarter? Well, have you ever heard the saying that the definition of crazy is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? I have unfortunately heard that. Yeah. So, I mean, Blake is appreciated, but I'm sure he would have been more concerned about who Gossip Girl actually is because she keeps sending out mass text messages to people about private conversations that are had. And it's so baffling. And it couldn't be, wait, what play did the team decide on? That's basically what would be happening with Blake. He would be so focused on <laughs> Gossip Girl won't even know during happening. the game. Do you think Blake was the one who, te- who uh, messaged us saying he was so inspired <laughs> that he watched 13 episodes of Gossip Girl over the weekend? Do you think it was him? He might be. He might be. He's probably like, damn it, how did they know I'm binge watching Gossip Girl all the time? Well, let me just own up to it before I'm exposed. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Blake, I mean, if you're Blake. listening, we know. Rejoice. Also, thank you for your service. And support. Um, geez. What else do we have to talk about this week? Well, I guess I can give a little prediction, not prediction, outlook for next week. Okay. So they play Houston. Houston is in the division. Houston has not yet played for week one. They play tonight against the Saints. Um, If they win, they're a very confidence front-running team, I find. If they win, they're probably going to smoke us next week. If they lose, I think we have a chance to go in there and uh, put the meadow in two and go one-on-one. But again, the defense needs to show up. If the offense can score 20 points, the defense should be able to pull this one out keep Houston below 20 and pull out a win. And here we go. Gardner Minshew. When you say if they win, they're going to smoke the Jags. It actually, I didn't think my heart was, it was capable to break again, but it like cracked a little. It was like almost like, (laughs) so yeah, it's going to happen. No, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I just mean like, dang, how much more can we take? Okay. But back to what would Blake do? You ready for this? I feel like he would have come into that huddle and be like, all right, bitches, I'm back. Let's do it again. And first play, throw an interception for a touchdown to the other team. And 
Jose Mo Blake. But I think he would have come in with the right mindset and tried to fire everyone up, but then it would have lasted one play. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the dream, right? You're the legit fan here, so you're that's like... That's the dream? Throw a touchdown, well, a pick to the no, other no, team no, no, so they no, run no, the no. touchdown? No, oh, I misunderstood, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. thinking pick like six you means meant... You throw an interception, and they catch it and run all the way to the other end zone for six points. Is that what Drake's restaurant is about? Drake's restaurant is pick six. I don't think it references football. <laughs> okay. But it is the same exact wording. You're right. Yeah, I just, because when you said that, that's what I thought about food, obviously. Of course, right. Um, do you have any outlook for next week? No, just that fans, I think, are just going to go in a little bit more cautious, probably, like most, mm-hmm. and see how it goes. I mean, even Doug seems like he's not sure what's going to happen. So. Yeah, Coach Doug. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will watch and Nicole might watch. I will watch. Um, I'll be yelling at the TV as always. I'll be wearing my Jag stuff and I'll be hoping they can turn this thing around. But right now it's a familiar feeling. Keeping that faith with you that hopefully things turn around. But it's also a familiar feeling. Yeah, but I want want a good year for the Jags. Like, can there just be one year where you guys just come in and you're like, perfect all year long and then it's like super bowl i think that was year 2000 and they lost to those titans they lost three games the whole year and it was to the titans every time i what wasn't yet a fan yeah what is it about nobody the likes them anyway we'll quit it there um if we sounded a lot better today that is because we are recording in a studio um how we got here we'll thank dora and alex but we're in the Talk Shoe studio here uh, in downtown Toronto. And uh, we're fortunate enough be, to be able to use this studio. And we're going to hopefully, if we don't embarrass ourselves and embarrass Talk Shoe, they'll let us uh, back in here. And uh, we'll continue to record on here. But um, I hope it's easier on your ears than episode one. Yeah. So thanks to Talk Shoe. Thanks, Talk Shoe. All right, guys. We will see you next week after... Uh, next game against Houston and uh, let's hope for the best and we'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Bye.